Uh, next up is a former colleague of mine from OFM at Bloemfontein. Uh, has worked extensively in the programming space, like a lot of us would start in campus radio. Has uh, done a lot of work in the marketing space and now is the general manager uh, at OFM at Bloemfontein. A very interesting model that they use where activations are an integral part of what the on-air product sounds like, and they've had great success in that space as well, owning many events across Central South Africa and really providing value both to the radio station and to clients. He's an avid, uh, avid Manchester United supporter. Uh, please help me welcome Nick Ifstathio. Hello. Ah, good morning, everyone. Afternoon. Kalimera in Greek. Hello. I know it's just before lunch, so I've, uh, Tim knows me. I get through co uh, presentations quite quickly. I look forward to any conversa conversation you want to have after lunch. We're just going to concentrate on lunch. We like lunch. Hey, Tim. Don't like a good lunch. Uh, as we wait for this just to load up, so, oh, there we go. I just want to see if it works. There it does. All right, so, good afternoon. I'm Nick Stathio, the general manager of OFM. Um, I trust these three days at uh, Radio Days Africa is going to add a lot of value to your radio stations. Now, while we engage this afternoon, you're welcome to tag me in your tweets on Instagram, Pinterest, your Twitface, anything you want. It's at Nikki Live. Um, but my mantra in my job pretty much is hashtag best job in the world. And I'll explain it a little bit more as we carry on. A little bit of uh, background as to OFM and the station I work for. Uh, the previous presenter is the CEO of the Central Media Group. It's my responsibility to look after the radio station within that organization. OFM is only a life broadcasting into four provinces across six metros. Uh, in the heart of South Africa, so you could imagine where that is, uh, the Free State, the Northwest, the, nor uh, the Northern Cape and Southern Gauteng. We broadcast in English and Afrikaans, and we have the challenge of going into this vast area with 21 transmitters. Now, I'm eager to speak and expand on the relationship between marketing and programming in the activation space where both client and radio enjoy maximum benefit from events, which according to our accountants should mean money which often it's not. But the open brand is synonymous with high-quality mass attendant events across central South Africa, presented across the six metropolitan cities across our four provinces. And in 2016, OFM will be directly involved in five music, art, and culture events, three sports events, two niche business exhibitions across the four provinces. With that short introduction to OFM, let's tackle the topic, which is the activation station. Now, how do we expand on the relationship between marketing and programming in the activation space, whereby both the client and the radio station enjoy maximum benefit from events? I'd like to focus on what I believe to be the best practices to guarantee results for your paying client. What I'll share with you, I feel could add value to your radio station as we head for lunch, because I'm quite hungry. Uh, for all mass participation events that include music events, family events, niche exhibitions, and mass participation sports events. Now, we have the best jobs in the world. Marketers are so scared to go into a meeting and say, I need the presenters to get behind. They end up sending event information to the programming team, expecting the on-air team to kind of pick up what we're kind of trying to sell, but nobody actually really talks to each other. So does this work? That's kind of where we find ourselves. 
Is that why we want to create so much trauma and unhappiness in our workspace? Look, the answer to that is quite simple, no. What we want to do is create partnerships. Partnerships are key, not just with sponsors, but in-house as well. Think of your own radio stations. The decisions you make on a daily basis are interpreted and consumed in a different way. Now, often when we talk about the activation of the brand in the eventing space, the question gets asked by the directors, well, why the hell do you actually even do this? I think it's actually to increase our collection of all area access passes and media tags. Because we've got another one now. So let's be honest. How powerful do you feel when you wear one of those when you're at an event? You think you're Jay-Z. You think you're a rock star. <laughs> let's admit it. We love the look of people when you walk through a group of, uh, or a crowd and they see you with the AAA pass and they just break open like minions. You can walk straight through. But I'm of the opinion, our directors firmly believe this is why we do events. Because there's an open bar. For our friends, our friends, friends, the friends of the friends, friends, friend, and that Facebook stalker that you really want to meet, but you want to do it in public because you think you're going to be murdered in a parking lot. <laughs> so why do we actually activate? We all should know the answer to this. And here I just want to share with you some principles that I think you can take back to your radio stations and to add value, not just to what you do on the ground, but what you're offering on the air. We need to build brand loyalty with our listeners, our sponsors, and our partners. We should be marketing partners for our sponsors. No one sponsors any events anymore. That's what I firmly believe. Sponsors are looking for partnerships and use the eventing space to make a difference in people's lives. This should be important to us as well. The objectives set out by our sponsors should align with the objectives as radio stations. We should be driving revenue while creating alternative streams on the back end of any event that integrates into the on-air offering. Here the radio offering is instrumental when creating creative content that aligns with an event. Buying from the on-air talent is essential in making a success of an event. We need to generate consumer preference for our stations with our loyal listeners as the driving force and the occasional listener being brought along for the ride. Use these two important pots of ears to be ambassadors of the radio station to convert non-listeners to consumers not only the radio station, but hopefully they'll be attending your events as well. Events are not a thing that happens on weekends. And the buy-in is not, well, I'll make the mention of that thing that's going to happen after I play Justin Bieber. It's a bit bigger than that. I consider events as content. Events are the extension of our radio offering. This needs to be taught to our on-air talent from day one. On-air talent needs to understand content is king but content in context is King Kong. In context, events are an extension of our radio content offering. Can't repeat that anymore. This is where programming and marketing departments in radio stations meet in a common activation space. Now, before we jump into any event commitments, I analyze them with, the six, uh, with six questions, which I call the quick guide to decide. How can we integrate an event into our on-air uh, radio offering? Number one, can we do this event? There we go. Can we do this event with our resources both off-air and on-air? Is there space on our calendar to actually do it? 
Does the sponsor and partner's spend warrant an exercise of this size? Is there time to plan and execute this event properly? Average is boring, quality wins. Do our listeners have the time in their busy schedules to be part of an event we will present? And do our listeners actually give a shit? Which is a big question. You should be able to tick off all six points in this guide to decide to make an informed decision when integrating your marketing and programming processes for events. When planning any event, we should consider including as many stakeholders as possible in the execution. Marketing and programming do not live in isolation. Include the on-air talent, the creative team, the production team, the sales team. Bloody hell, get the receptionist involved if it's really, really important. From inception to completion, for on the ground to the on-air content delivery, all working to a set of common goals. We need to build our brands for the radio station, our sponsors, our partners. Increase quality levels of engagement for the radio station, our sponsors, our partners. We should be driving revenue while maximizing alternative streams for the radio station, for the sponsors, and our partners. Here we align our radio stations, sponsors, and partners' objectives all working together. So what do our radio stations have to offer our sponsors and partners really? Commercials, live reads, interviews, outside broadcasts, really not sexy at all. <laughs> all that ammunition, but how would both client and radio station enjoy maximum benefit from any event involvement? What do we want? What does the sponsor or partner want? We want content we can integrate into our already exciting content offerings. Our sponsors and clients want marketing expertise. Gary's favorite one of not out-of-the-box thinking. We're promoting on radio stations. The traditional model of 30-second spots, a mention here and there, is no longer valid. Successful events are built on the back of brand building through creative radio ideas, quality levels of engagement, and maximizing revenue streams. Sounds like a lot of work, but we have got the best jobs in the world. Or maybe not all of us. We have the power to action millions of radio listeners to participate and attend our events. Now, how should programming and marketing departments in radio stations make this work? We aim to position all our events to maximize revenue generation, maximize visual presence, maximize engagement levels at minimal cost while integrating our on-air offering into the event. And the radio station positioning is at the core of the radio station's DNA hand-in-hand hand with the sponsor and the partner's objectives. Our radio station presenters are key in this process. Endorsement from the on-air talent makes setting the event on the air a lot easier. <coughs> Integrated radio content offerings aligned to any event create that sense of FOMO. As radio professionals, we need to include our event pro properties into our radio content offerings to include our music. I'll give you an example here of an event that's coming up for us. We're partnering with the Free State Arts Festival in the presentation of The Sound of Your Life in Concert. Does your audio work? Let's go one back. Okay, I'll go one back. No, sorry. I thought that was quite a dramatic pause.
Right, Zane, any questions? No, okay. Twenty-four, twenty-three, and I'll take it from there. Next one? Okay, that's fine. All right, so just to recap, what we've done here is uh, uh, being able to include our content offering into our radio offering to leverage the involvement of an event. This is Jules from Good Luck. Get ready to have fun with us at Central South Africa's most spectacular family day out. The sound of your life in concert with OFM and the Fresh Start Arts Festival in Bloemfontein on 16 July. Tickets available at CompuTicket. I love you, I swear I do, when I'm right, when I'm... Not a new idea, but what we found is we've got 10 artists performing at this big-ass concert. Got them to record our liners whenever we play this song, which we now increase in playlisting, we played out over the period leading up to the concert and we're getting some great traction by doing that. We need to include our content in our news, our event content, our traffic reports as an example for news ending reports with news on the events or in the traffic updating routes to our events. Sounds simple, but we change people's lives by doing that. Don't take this road, take that road. Go park there, go pee there. It has a massive effect and there's a lot of uh, trust in the brand. We should include additional features. If, uh, for a music event, something I call the bio audio. Yes, I made it up. Featuring the artists, their history, and what they will bring to the event. We should adjust the sound of the radio station to leverage our involvement in events to increase ownership. We should make use of additional platforms for technical, tactical visual support for online social media to add value to the sponsor and the partner, not just for us with additional media to include print, outdoor, point of sale, pre-event experiential marketing, during event experiential marketing, marketing items, special sponsor and partner areas. Wherever we can find value for our radio station sponsor and partners, we need to make use of these properties. We're on the business of giving access to millions of high-quality radio listeners to our sponsors and our partners. Let's use this relationship between marketing and programming to think out of the box, ah. to maximize the opportunities given to build our radio station listener profile, sponsor and partner brands while we use the eventing vehicle to bring in more ears to our radio station. So what can we take out of all this information overload? Marketing and programming are twins. Sisters who should know each other better than anyone else. Working together to make mom, mom unhappy, as kids would do, no working together to make mom proud. And mom is our client looking to get, to get maximum benefit from any event. The presentation of the event does not end with a few mentions on air, resulting in the actual event being presented in the market. The event execution includes the on-air radio offering. Alignment and buy-in from all parties is very critical within the radio station. This is the way of thinking we need to adopt, see, and hear results, not just for the radio station, but for the sponsor and our partners. So again, I advise that you use the guide to decide to assist in your decision making when wanting to do an event. One, can we do this event with our resources both off air and on? Two, is there space on our calendar to present an event? Three, does the sponsor and partner spend warrant this kind of exercise? Four, 
Is there time to plan and execute this event properly? Five, do our listeners have the time in their busy schedules to be part of the event? And six, do our listeners actually care? Change your model and ensure marketing and programming don't work in isolation, but more in partnership. Content is not only what happens on the air, it includes what the radio station does off the air. And by using this model, we've been quite successful. So here is my shameless OFM plug. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Nick. We'll take uh, three questions for Nick before we go into lunch. Nick, and I suppose the first question I want to ask is, uh, based around programming and, and the marketing and the sales department, how is it that you make sure that the audience isn't put in a tough space? 
from a programming perspective. Because very often what the money wants to do and what the radio station wants to do are different things. How do you find that balance? Well, normally the answer would be we don't care what the money wants to do. No. Um, the balance between the two is complex and often it's uh, uncomfortable, but we found a, a, quite a, a, a solution to those conversations because the money pretty much wants to direct where you should go, what you should do, how you should do it. We've taken it upon ourselves to really understand who our market is, to really understand what we believe our market are interested in, to want to part with their own cash to go to events or take part in sports events or be part of business expos, etc., etc. With that knowledge and the 30 years that we've been broadcasting in our area, I believe there's a huge amount of trust built within our brand to believe that if we want to direct the money into a different area, that trust should be able to take the conversation away. And we've been quite successful with that. Just one of the things that you said that you applied to the actual broadcast that you did in activations that you did was outside broadcasts and things like that. Now, with the trade-off of outside broadcasts often being poorer sound quality for people who perhaps aren't at the event, if they're just tuning in from their car or whatever, how do you give the trade-off between the benefit of people who are at the event versus the sort of degradation in sound quality for people who aren't? I think th there's a compromise. Um, I just want to understand, your, are you referring to live broadcast of an event or from an event? From an event, okay. So now we've invested quite heavily into, into our resources, our technology. To be able to present a radio show that's not as clinical from an event, because you still want to have that atmosphere on, on the station. Um, that comes with you, that costs money. Uh, but we don't want to lose that sound that your audience will not believe you're not even there. So we've gone, from a te technical perspective, we've gone actually away from ISDN onto satellite. We don't, don't use that anymore. We found the two qualities completely different and better. Um, the compromise on quality with what it sounds like when it comes out of the box, I think we've solved that problem. But you still need to have that little bit of annoyance, that sound which is the atmosphere that's very important for us to be believed that I am next to a stage with somebody performing. I hope I've answered your question. More questions on activations and what it means to radio stations. On that note, we'd like to thank Nick. We wish him luck for the rest of Manchester United's uh, season. I see someone's wearing a Liverpool jacket in the house. Uh, right now, we're going to move to lunch. The sessions, the masterclasses uh, start promptly at uh, 5 past 2. So do enjoy lunch. 5 past 2, we'll stay. In this venue right now, working lunch with Eric Eisen from SoCast in Canada, and uh, it will be their product in action. So if you'd like to see that, you're welcome to stay and see what Eric has to say.